Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. Definitely go watch it. 10 out of 10, highly recommend Yelp review. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, 10 out of 10? Nerd On. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need but deserve. Well, all levels of nerd are welcome. Yeah, buddy. Destiny. Even smooth talking, <laughs> oh, jazz, listening fine. cowboys. Space yeah. cowboys. Space cowboys. Especially those who carry that weight. Oh, yeah. Mm. Boy, you're gonna <laughs> carry that weight. Mm. Beatles, anyone? Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite animes and probably favorite anime for a lot of us, although we'll see, I suppose. We'll find yeah. out. Naruto. Uh, we will find out. How uh, dare you? Naruto. I'm kidding. Uh, Naruto. Maybe one day. You'll have to. You'll oh, have sorry. To, Boruto's dad. You'll have to give me the starter pack for Naruto for me to get into that because, yeah, not Just watch happen. them all. Just watch them. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's never works. No. But uh, first, the so we're going to talk. I didn't even say what we're listening to yet. What we're listening or, to? What we're talking yeah. about. That's fair, Tom. He didn't. You said, okay. It's right. not Naruto. It's Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Hey. Um, but we get into that. The business. The business. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Ali. I'm Tom. Corey. Caitlin. Josh. <laughs> and this episode is brought to you in part by our patrons. Um, Patreons. And Patreon. <laughs> Patreons. <laughs> what happens when I don't interrupt? You just We're <laughs> a strong. Because you, I'm looking at your eyes and I'm like, he's going to interrupt me. I'm not. He's going to interrupt me. He's going to Kanye me. No, 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 he's not. No? No. So our patrons over at Patreon, thank you so much uh, for supporting us. Mm-hmm. You are what keeps us moving and shaking. And yeah. if you like what you we do. You keep us regular. Then uh, you can also be part of the fun and uh, help support the show. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You get, you get a lot of extra goodies uh, for being a patron as well. You, yeah, you get out. to listen to us more <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, yeah, things like that. And you can learn all about it on our snazzy new website, nerdon.tv. Mm. Check it out. So Click on that support tab up at the top and see how you can support us. Yeah. Yeah. Please but and thank you. Let's get into the episode of which they clicked on to. Yeah, so obviously spoilers ahead. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Ahead. If you haven't seen Cowboy Bebop, first of all, how fucking dare you? Hey yeah. now, hey, wow. hey, whoa. Wow, oh, you've Call seen yourself. it right now. As of you right made, now. You made the cutoff. Within the last 48 hours, right. and the cutoff is the right now. The scary thing Bebop. is, Corey, the cutoff is right now. we're getting to that <laughs> age, and this is this is the magic number where, like, Statue of Limit, it's like, it's so far past the Statue of Limitations for spoilers that it actually goes back into, spoilers. like, spoiler territory because... There are people listening to this that were not born when this came out. Yeah. When it was not first aired And in that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> back in my day, we had a show back called Cowboy <laughs> It was the 90s, back in my day. Here's, so, here's the other thing about what we do. Like, sometimes I feel like when we're looking at topics, you know that scene in Ready Player One where he's, like, waiting on the hill for everybody to come, and oh. then all of a sudden this barrage <laughs> of different pop culture characters? Yeah. Sometimes that's what it's like looking at topics, I, and I'm like, Oh, looking at topics for me is more like Zach Galifianakis and The Hangover. Yeah, I just th- I see the calculations happening overlaid mm. on the screen. So Rain uh, Man, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so initial reactions of the show, how we got into it, how we heard about it, and what do we think about it? Mm. Just off the cuff. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Was it on Toonami? It was on Adult Swim. It's on Adult, Adult Swim. Swim. That's how I saw it. That is literally how I saw it. Watched it. Fell in love with it. 
Uh, I believe at that point I had already seen Kenshin. Some an- so you were having yeah. anime in your life. I had already had yeah, I already some anime in my life, but this was unlike anything I had seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fusion of a lot of different spices, mm-hmm. as if you if you will. Turmeric, uh, cumin, spices. Uh, it hit a lot of the right notes for me, like right out the gates nice. on that first episode. So I was hooked episode one, and I watched the whole series. Yep, Caitlin. Uh, I I have already spoiled my initial reaction in a way. Uh, well, how I you came into it? I literally just binged all of it. You made the cutoff within the last forty eight hours, um, and it was quite the ride. And we'll get into how I feel about it later on. Cool, fun, Joshy Josh. Um, initial reactions. Well, well, well. Jesus, I. <laughs> I would kind of say that this is my first foray, foray into anime. Okay. One could oh. one could say that if you don't count like things like Princess Mononoke. I do. Helling. I do. But I mean, yeah. this is like a serialized episodic. Yeah, yeah. it's not a movie. Yeah. So uh, initial reactions, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm very glad. Again, it, it's, I don't know. It's like. Picking up something new, like even if it's a hobby or you even had an if it's adjustment skill, period. I remember. Yeah, there there's an adjustment period because it, it it is a different style of art in terms of the way storytelling is, the mm-hmm. way that stylistically stuff like that. So it it is an adjustment thing. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it a lot. Before Ali, you go. I just want to do a quick announcement to all those listeners out there. The reason why Josh started this is because we've been talking about this. We've been building this seed for like, we're going to do a Cowboy Bebop episode for such a long time. And like our audience and our uh, our friends over at Patreon have been asking for it. And Josh is like, you know what? I'm super down. Let's do it. I just got to start watching it. And then I was just like, oh God, I really hope he likes it. I really hope he likes it. So <laughs> like there'd be times when we're at the gym together and he would like, we would like do cardio and then he'd watch him like, motherfucker, he better fucking like this shit. Well, I mean, so it was, it was, it was a nail biting moment for me, like having him watch it. And you know, it's like yeah. watching someone else watch something that you love. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was an experience yeah. for me yeah. seeing someone watch it. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a learning. What, what did you call it, Corey? Curve. Learning experience. Yeah. Learning experience uh, for me too, is that, you know, in the modern world, being an adult, <laughs> you have to adjust time. Oh, you're talking about my when I said adjustment period. You had your adjustment a- period. Adjustment period, yeah. yeah. But it also like wait, we're we're gonna talk about a whole series? No, mm. there's only one season. No, I get that. But <laughs> a whole <laughs> but wait, a whole series? <laughs> a whole No, but I Brass Tax, loved it. Cool. Yeah. Ollie, nice. Ollie Oxen Free. Um, I I adore this series. It's uh it's one of the I saw it really early on um in my like teens. I think like right when it came out is when I and uh well I'll put it this way. The first time it hit like DVD. Mm, probably okay. not too far after it hit. Yeah. Or it ran on cartoon uh, Network, but, dubbed or subbed? Um dubbed. Good question. For sure. Okay. Um and I am uh I'm probably like a hashtag inflammatory opinion, but for the most part, I prefer dubbed and it's not because of like the authenticity or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just find that the voice acting just appeals to me more. And if in most, not even most, cause I've only seen like a handful of animes, yeah. but the ones that I have seen I, when I've done research on it, it's been like globally accepted that it, that the dub is better than the sub. Specifically yeah. this show. 
Yeah. Yeah. Steve, yeah. I feel the same way about a few, like Kenshin is one specifically where I love the actor, American voice actor who did Kenshin. Right. And I've watched the subversion before and I can't stand his voice. That's the problem. Stand this. Is that a couple a couple voices. I'm just like, that's not either, Kenshin. They're either too high pitched or like whatever it is. It's just super not high pitched, but that's a cultural thing. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. Um, but I fully respect, uh, you know, subbed yeah. for, for a lot of stuff like, um, I think Dragon Ball Z people like sub better. I mean, there's a reason they Some offer both, people right? Like sub. Some people like sub. Some people like sub. There's the yeah. there's the reason they offer both. It's a preference I'm, thing. I'm you have a hand up. Sub preference. Yeah. Well, you can also understand the language. Well, ish. To a to, point. To a point. I I have like conversational level Japanese, in that like I can talk like a third grader. Mm-hmm. But I, I want like, the cookie. They they change <laughs> the translations for the dubs. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. now that I've worked production on like some shows. I, I know what? what I, well yeah that yeah full metal alchemist the yeah uh, but <laughs> but like they take out some of the culture to make it more appealing to American audiences yeah, larger. yeah or I western my audiences first, uh, as they may call it my first uh-huh. um you know time exploring that or being discovering that was with Pokemon when they had jelly donuts which were clearly rice cakes and they're yep. like those, oh yeah those oh, are yeah. not jelly well, donuts so that's like the very rudimentary version of what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah exactly. I, would say, I would say that's a very western version. yeah I'll yeah, talk yeah, a yeah. About that. but uh yeah it was uh subbed and i'm oh, no, sorry dubbed is what i listened to and i love the music uh loved the drama it was like adult uh again it was only like one of two animes that i saw like that summer mm-hmm. with uh you know shout out to dennis my good friend dennis shout, shout out to dennis, dennis. Uh, who who exposed me to to Cowboy Bebop and Outlaw Star, which is my other, the other anime series that I've completed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Josh, I have a question. Yes. yes. Corey. Yes. It really is more out of curiosity and I guess it applies to, it really can apply here um, in terms of the larger aspect of pop culture. Okay, so you watched the dubbed version of Kenshin first? Okay, for all so, those at home, it's Ruroni Kenshin. Yes. You just call it Kenshin for short for those yeah. who are initiated. And you said, oh, that's not this. Could it be because you watched it for so long and heard that voice and that character I mean, was? Absolutely. But even if it's so high pitched yeah. that even going into it, just it's just based on our, our the way our culture is, is built up, is yeah. I never would have clung to the character the same way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or like no, no, even, totally even related the same way. Because vocal quality or sound or something goes with characteristics as well. Yeah, there's a specific, and I, this, I know this is in the Kenshin episode, Tom. But like, for example, in the Kenshin. Well, no, this is an interesting thing because we are talking about anime and there are, you can get two different versions of right. the show. In, in my opinion, there's something that the American uh, voice actor does for Kenshin in these very calm moments where he becomes serious. Like he's very playful a lot of the time. Yeah. But then he shows his like badass side. Yeah. And the actor does something with his voice where he gets this very grounded level that the uh, subbed version doesn't have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that is a key element for me in that character. Yeah. That I lost a lot without it. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes I, sense. I would almost say it kind of like this is like us here who are over like 22. Yeah. yeah, would say Kevin Conroy is our Batman. Yeah, but the people who are under nineteen would probably say Reno Romano is their Batman. Right. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with like Goku. Well, I mean, as well. it's it, there is a conditioning mechanism version. to it. Yeah. There is a conditioning mechanism of like whatever you saw first is what your impression is. It's like you know, nurture versus nature. When like a baby chick sees like the first thing, they think that's their mom. Yeah. You know, so sometimes that, it can be because I saw the. Um, let me see. There's been specific things like I did see the 
subbed version of Dragon Ball first. Mm. An episode or two before I was like, oh, let me watch this on TV. Uh, and I found the same thing. Goku's voice in the American version is, to me, far superior than the Japanese I wanted to one. watch the new version of um, Sailor Moon. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that. Up. Let me do my initial reaction, yes. and then we can talk about everything else. Because yeah. I was gonna say your Western ass way of saying Brock and Jelly Donuts, but more like <laughs> to actually something our viewers or listeners will know that we went to a convention and met um, Sandy Fox, who voices Chibi Moon, mm -hmm. and was speaking about how Viz is now redoing all the dubs for Sailor Moon to its true form, where there were things taken out, such as like the relationship between two uh, Sailor Scouts who are actually lesbian couple. And then in the first ever edition for kids dub was that they were cousins. Yeah. And they took out a lot of stuff to make sure that kids can watch it. But, you know, kids aren't idiots. It so quote unquote family friendly yeah. when really they were just like just censoring out it. what they thought might be uncomfortable. Sure. Yeah. 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 So going about uh, adult themes and stuff like that, Cowboy Bebop for me. Um, remember that this, this is the episode for Cowboy Bebop? Anyway. Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, I, so I've watched a yeah. bunch of anime and stuff like that beforehand, like not like Pokemon and Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and all that stuff, like Serial Experiments Lane, Neon uh, Genesis Evangelion, like things that you had to read. Like I, my first foray into anime at all was reading. And that's what actually like put propelled me to like read. And then I was a big fan of sub stuff. Mm. But, you know, starting to get older, Toonami was a thing. Staying up late was a thing. Watching like adult cartoon shows like Simpson, Family Guys and Futurama. And then Adult Swim had Cowboy Bebop. And Cowboy Bebop was the first anime ever to air on Adult Swim. Um, and it's actually up to this point the longest anime to air on Adult Swim. Wow. So, so I did not know that. It's it, it, There's a reason why it's it's heralded as like such in high regard. But when I watched it, I was not interested in it. I was completely not interested because I've been watching Dragon Ball Z. I've been watching Gundam. <laughs> I've been watching all these fantastic things with like superpowers and and explosions and pink yep. lasers and stuff. And Next. filler episodes. And then all of a sudden, Cowboy Bebop is there. And it's like, it's like this very serious storytelling kind of thing of like people and yeah. their relationships. And I was like, I don't, I, I can't get into this. As a child, I couldn't get into it. And then later I kept watching because, you know, you just stay up late. And then all of a sudden you realize like they're telling really, really, really good stories in each episode. And it became much more important to me as I grew up. Yeah. So. Needless to say, that's a good way. I absolutely to love the show. Because I was the see, I was the opposite. Because I had watched Dragon Ball Z, and there were like four episodes in a row where they're just like charging power, and I was and like, and then some bullshit sucks. B plots happening. Yeah, and so like when I got to this show, in every episode there's a Can complete use a frog. story. Like, yeah, that would to me was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Uh -huh. I mean, Kenshin's the same way. There's like, f there's a whole season that's like it feels like a filler. They're just going to but some like, stupid fireworks ceremony. Yeah. Uh, so this felt, for me, really good. Because I was like, oh my gosh, every episode has something. Yeah. But. Yeah. I guess with That's that. That's great. We can talk about a little bit of like the history about the show and itself. Ooh, are we going to do Guess That Grump? Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh, Let's play Guess That Grump. Damn, so, uh, for our new <laughs> listeners, uh, Guess That Grump is a segment part of our show that we're at the end of anything that we could rate. Um, we're going to try to predict who is going to have the lowest rating. It's always a one out of five, and five being something that we wouldn't change, and then whatever else that anyone else wants to put it as. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who wants to guess first? Caitlin. Caitlin's going to... Is that your vote? Yeah. Your vote is Caitlin. Okay. So, um, Caitlin, who's your vote? Tom. Okay. And then Ali. Interesting. Caitlin. What? 
<laughs> so you're the only <laughs> mystery. Do. What? I feel like I don't know. Okay. Josh. I'm sorry, Caitlin. Wow. Wow. I feel so personal. Well, here's the thing: you have a terrible poker voice. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a poker face, a poker voice. I know, it's true. I you do. have a poker um, voice for radio. Um, I'm going to guess Josh. Yeah? yeah? Sweet baby Josh. It's one of those two. Yeah, that was, I had to decide between the two. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, every once in a while, Caitlin likes the show. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so those are our, our guests, our, our, our guesses. So skip to the end if you want to get to that. What's the What's the history, Tom? Give the it to us. The history of the show. Give it to us in inches. Um, I mean, there's a lot to go about. I mean, I'll just talk about the show in, to begin with. The well, show, what was it inspired by? It was inspired by everything. <laughs> it was inspired by like... Um, but a big one. Well, like Blade Runner? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Blade Runner. Um, but I mean, the creator, the director of the show... Um, previously did Macross Plus. And he, this is his first show he ever did. I don't even know his name. This is the first show that he did by himself. And he took a lot of uh, animation styles from uh, Lupin the Third, which is mm-hmm. another heralded anime for like one of the godfathers of it. Um, it's all in the future. It takes place. It's a spaghetti western kung fu sci-fi, mm-hmm. if, if anything. And there are so many. Re- it's, it's, and it's, it's a perfect blend of like visual and music. Like yeah. everything yeah. about it has so much music just in its DNA. Like characters are named after it. It's episodes aren't even called episodes. They're called sessions. Every episode has a music tie in. There's a ballad, jazz, heavy metal. It's like every, it's, it's, it's great. And um, the first thing that the creator actually thought of when he was thinking of the show. His was, name is uh, Sanshiro Watanabe. Yeah. The first thing he thought about was when he said Cowboy Bebop in his mind, he said Spike. First thing in his mind was Spike. Nice. nice. And all he wanted to do was make him cool. He fucking succeeded. He was well just done. like, I just want to make a cool person. And the name literally That's comes awesome. from Spike Spiegel. He's like, it just sounds like a cool name. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and it's an alliteration. Yeah. Like and the Peter l- Parker. And the look of him is based off like a Japanese cop hero that was famous in Japan. But anyway, oh. so the show follows mainly three, um, mostly five. That. Mainly three characters who are uh, this ragtag group who are bounty hunters. And in the future, they're called cowboys. Um, and they go around episode by episode following different leads. And throughout each episode, you learn more and more about these characters. They end up, you know, recruiting Ein, which is, um, this genetically altered dog. Einstein. Super smart. And then Ed, who is this redheaded, very wobbly girl who ends up becoming their main hacker and ends up like saving their butts most of the time. Uh, but yeah, it follows mainly Spike Spiegel, Jet Black, and Faye Valentine. And... Throughout each episode, you know, you learn more about Spike's past and how he was part of this crime syndicate. You learn that Faye has this debt that she's running away from and you don't know why. And then Jet has this sordid past with, you know, cops and law and romance. Uh, but throughout the series, uh, they go get into different hijinks. You know, they have different homages to different um, TV series, movies. Uh, the name tag I, on, I think, Ed's uh, computer literally is the name of one of the uh, USS Enterprises from Star Trek. Awesome. Like, there's so That's many awesome. references like that. that. Um, but throughout it, it's very much the story of like this jazzy film noir where these characters have to deal with their past as they're trying to move forward. And they meet different people along the way, different characters, and you learn more about how the entire Milky Way solar system, they never go outside of it, mainly takes place on Mars, though. And, uh, you know, the bounties that kind of ensue and the, and the people that they... Uh, have to come in contact with, but never actually get too close to. And it ends with a bloody shootout with Spike Spiegel and his enemy, Vicious. And that's shootout all Shootout we'll slash sword out. Sword out, yeah. <laughs> um, a duel, we'll a say. Duel, duel of the fates. But yeah, I think yeah. that's it for yeah, now. That was well and done. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about spoilers of favorite parts and all that stuff too, but yeah. definitely go watch it. 
10 out of 10. Highly recommend Yelp review. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. 10 out of 10? Tom? Hey, Yelp is that a five star to five star review from you already? I mean, that's Yelp review. I don't, oh, okay. I don't, I don't gotcha. believe Yelp reviews at all. It would be a 90, it would be 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Like another thing I don't believe in. Um, but I think that kind of goes into our favorite part slash episode. So we do like yeah. favorite moments and then favorite episode. I think that would be like a two part because it, sh- it is a show. Um, it's 24 episodes. Yeah. And a, and a movie. I think that's a good way to do it. Okay. Yeah. Favorite. And there's, you don't have to do it in any specific order. Just name something. Something. I'll, I'll start it off if you want. I'll start off with one of my favorite things in the show uh, that I joke about all the time because I've been broke in my life. And is the broccoli, broccoli beef? beef with no broccoli, <laughs> with no beef, I mean, no beef. <laughs> is, uh, kills me every time. To this day, I will still laugh out loud when they say that. Bell pepper and beef. Yeah. Bell pepper and beef, yeah. It's so good. Because they're always broke. And that's the thing is like they're kind of always together because they never have any money. But then it's funny when they end up having money, it shows in one of the episodes that they're, they're still like just as lonely. Yeah. So it's really, really good. But that's one of my favorite tropes. I'll pass it around because I, I do have favorite episodes and um, stuff. One of my favorite moments is kind of like what they do in space, like in the ship. Like I love the room that has the revolving uh, like door. Yeah. And, or I love how like Jet passes a cigar, a cigarette to Spike and then Spike's cigarettes are always crinkled. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's or a big anime thing. Ed, Ed sleeps in no gravity rooms oh, yeah. only. Um, I also love... That Ed always walks with her lap, her computer on her head. That's mm-hmm. the only way she transports her computer. <laughs> like, it makes a, sense to me. There's this cool, tr- there's this cool small little things that give you idea ideas of these characters that give you uh, the third dimension that you need. Yeah, yeah. Josh, uh, favorite parts, favorite episode, uh, favorite parts. I always, I love the moment when there's like this street fight in this like back alley, mm-hmm. and um, somebody calls Spike vicious, mm. and he he's like, wearing a pink puffy sweater. Oh, that's in one of my favorite episodes, the Jupiter. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he um, loses his shit in the moment, and is like, "You, you don't know vicious. This is like he just like yeah. vicious. You don't know vicious." And he just fucking loses his shit. Yeah, I love that. My favorite episode though is Toys in the Attic. Yeah, um, what happens in there? Because I mean, it's just it is essentially to me like a one-off in a way where it's just like this kooky story that happens in space where and basically it's just really old leftovers <laughs> in the fridge that like turns into this not like, only really old leftovers really old seafood yeah lobster. which is worse yeah. and like everybody's telling their like the rules of being a bounty hunter kind of thing and i just thought it was side note on that my uh, a fav- well i guess a favorite part for me is from that episode mm-hmm. where the fridge that he like jettisons it into space yeah and Starts it's spinning and like and all the sparkles are yeah. coming out because anytime in anime something is like too disgusting to deal with yeah they make it sparkles <laughs> and then it eats the it eats the actual monster oh, yeah that was nasty she calls it pudding i think <laughs> yeah mm. pudding mm. gross Kaylin? uh oh dang i have a favorite this. part in my head uh Favorite episode is definitely the Pierre Lafoe. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, what happens that. in an episode? Um, basically, ISSP is the name of it, right? Yeah, the police. Mm-hmm. Um, they like experiment on someone and make them this invincible soldier. And then they're like, ah, this didn't go how we wanted. And just like, well, shut because it there off. was a there was an issue with his training. It regressed. It made his mind regress. To like a child. To a begin, child. begin to regress. Yeah. It wasn't a child at the point. Yeah. 
But right. it was regressing at the time, and they said it's a failure because right. eventually he will regress to be a child. So they shut it down and decided to just keep him there. Yeah, which is oh so smart. Like, yeah, make a super soldier that's super uh, assassin, super assassin, and just just it's keep like giving him in a toddler room. a button for nuclear arms. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I really liked um the challenge that um Piero provided for Spike. And also the... Because this happens actually way later in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we've seen now Spike is super capable of fighting, handling his own, teaching someone how to fight, yeah. getting out of any situation alive. He might be mummified looking, but getting out of it. And this guy... Yeah. And this guy is just like, ha I can float and kick you forever if I want, but I won't. And... Uh, yeah. And then you have uh, Faye and Jet figuring out all this information about him. And they finally go to relay the information. And he's like, I don't fucking need it anymore. It's like, it's, it's, it doesn't. He got, don't. No, it's fine. Which I loved. Home. But I also like, you know, I think it brings to conversation of the design of the character. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is a circle. Yes. He is a giant circle Big with a top circle. hat. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he is creepy. He, he reminded me of a bowling pin. He reminds me of like how anime would have Jack the Ripper looking like. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Yeah. That. Creepy looking. That's fair. Very so. much. Um, Corey? I'd say another one of my favorite moments is the first time you see Spike fight in the poncho. Mm. And he's oh, dancing more than anything. Like he doesn't it's use- like hip hop keto almost. He barely uses <laughs> yeah. his hands. He's yeah. literally just like dodging Swing. and fight. Like I remember yeah. seeing that and just being like, this guy fucks. Like yeah. he's <laughs> a, a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> he's the shit. Like he's awesome. You also meet, I mean, since we're on it, that is my- probably my most favorite episode which yeah, is so yeah. silly that it's the first like I don't think I've had another show where, where the first episode is my favorite throughout the whole series because they're all really good like don't get me wrong like they all live up to that first episode but to me there's something special about what how you learn about the characters in the first episode like about Spike and how capable he is of fighting you learn about Einstein and like you know the uh, uh what do they call the the Red drug eye. bloody eye yeah. Oh man. And how it's it's sort of romanticized in a way this mm. episode, right? Cuz mm-hmm. it's like a real Bonnie and Clyde situation where these two outlaws are basically trying to make it off the planet because she's pregnant. Nope. nope. When, which one am I thinking of? No, uh, you are thinking of that oh, one. Oh, she's not pregnant. She's, she's not got pregnant. the belly she's full. Got Everyone all thinks of the she's vials. pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the vials. Uh but her idea was that that they wanted to like, you know, have a life and and maybe not be on the run for the rest. I don't know. It is heartbreaking. Well, the cool thing is that Spike, you end up seeing the humanistic side of Spike. Yeah. Where he like learns more about her and her more, I guess, like sereneness mm-hmm. where like her counterpart is like on the Psycho. edge all the time. Yeah. Like, like, baby, you want to sell this bloody Like vial? she's really, she's really doing it <laughs> because she loves him mm-hmm. and that's it. Like she wouldn't be doing it otherwise. Yeah. I f- and um, what happens at the end? It was hard. I mean. I don't know. I got a lot of feels in that episode. Well, I, think I think that's why it's my favorite one. I think the big feel part for me in that episode is like where she realizes like he's never going to stop. Yeah. And she takes his her, her lover's life. Mm-hmm. And then the cops shoot her down and Spike is forced to kind of like stay out of it. Yeah. And, it's and he like, can't do anything. Yeah. He's like, well, and, life sucks sometimes. And you think like, oh, Spike's a bounty hunter. He only wants the money. But you realize like in those moments, like he actually did care about, you know, even though he'd have, he'd have to turn her in. He yeah. actually cared about preserving life. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. So like for me that that was a great representation of what the show's about mm-hmm. in, an, in an episode. Like I think all the other episodes have aspects of that show but that kind of has like hey this is what you're signing up for and I think it did it really well. Ali Ali Oxenfree. Um, favorite moment. 
is actually within the same as my favorite uh, favorite episode. I think I know what you're going to say. Which is your favorite episode? Uh, Ballad of the Fallen Angel. Mm, okay. Right? That's what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Fallen Angels, yeah. Um, and my favorite moment is uh, like, I guess it's a series of moments. Okay. It's him falling backward. Oh, with the glass outside with the, the glass. church. And yeah. then, and then music. you getting the sort of the whole story. Yeah. With the music. Like that, that episode was, and the reason it's my favorite is because I think that was kind of like a turning point for the series for me mm-hmm. where I was like, this is already awesome, but like, damn, now it has like a deep ass story. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Deep ass. Deep My favorite ass. kind of ass. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, uh, I think it's, I think it's but, a really good uh, one. Yeah. I mean, but that was, yeah, that was kind of, you, you meet Vicious for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have that fight. They have the fight and like just them at, at the standoff. I was going to say the most dopest moments when he has, that the, was a pretty, Spike yeah. The gun so so maybe that, got the sword at them. <laughs> that yeah. would be like the second probably. Well, and then like, uh, the shot and the stab. Yeah, at the same I'm just like, time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which reflects the end perfectly. But then also, like after the shot, Vicious like throws, grabs his face, face Thanos is him. Yeah, throws him, throws him out of the window. Like tosses the grenade back. Vicious looks back at the grenade. And it's like cue the choir. <laughs> and then like you're because you're just waiting for that grenade to go off. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah. You see the pin. Oh my god, <laughs> so dope. So yeah, I mean that that was just like a real standout moment for me that I still remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to this day. I, I also or Tom, you still have to go. I have another favorite episode too, but go ahead. Um, I think, yeah, I think I really episode like five, by the way. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, I think I like oh, I a lot it was of way later than that. Yeah, right. I think my favorite moments really do are on the ship or on the bebop. It's when they're by themselves. Mm-hmm. I love those mm-hmm. moments, seeing them how they are, like seeing Jet use like planting the bonsai, or like when Spike's doing something where he's like risking his life, and then Jet cuts off a branch of the bonsai because he's like, unnerved. <laughs> but my favorite episode is, I don't even know the name of the episode, but it's the one where you learn about Jet's ex-girlfriend. Oh. And yeah. It, oh, it's, yeah. it's uh, so sad. Uh, oh, no, I don't remember the name. I was just watching part of that today. Um, but I'll explain a little bit about the uh, yeah. story. So I'll like, look up the name. Out of nowhere, like, Jet just leaves and he's going. Ganymede? Ganymede. L-A-G? Yeah, because it's on the moon that he used to be on. Yeah. Um, and you Jet, who used to be this police yeah, officer, um, had this girlfriend, and then all of a sudden he goes to get this bounty, finding out that the bounty is actually the lover of his ex-girlfriend. And you find out that one day he just came home from work, and she wasn't there. And she left this watch for him. And then, well, I think the reason why it becomes my favorite moment is because he has to then really start dealing with his past and kind of putting that behind him. And then my favorite line is the very end, when he says, like, time stops for no one. And then he throws the watch away. Because it's like, I, I'm, you know me, a heart, heart yeah. person, <laughs> romance shit. I'm like, you wouldn't it's know. So good, you it's, wouldn't know. It's so good, and it's like, ever since then, I was like, I, you know, like, every time Jack gets mad at the crew, it's because he cares, mm. because he he's lost so he's many worried people. Dad, yeah. like Uncle like, Jet, like Bebop, like uh, not Bebop, like Spike. He he cares about them because like, he knows he'll, they'll get in trouble and all stuff. But like Jet actually cares about their life, and he's like, don't do stupid things, don't get hurt, blah blah. blah. Yeah, it's it, it became like the moment where it's like, oh, this like. Yes. Non main characters or not the character that the story is really focusing on could be better than the main character. For I mean, episodes. technically, he's the. Would he be the captain of the ship? He owns the Bebop. Right. So yeah. it's, it is his also his responsibility to make sure everyone is okay. So I think, like, I think to he your takes point, that seriously. Like, I, I, can, I can see why. And, and I kind of agree with you with the, sh- like, the moments in the ship are some of the most favorite ones. <gasps> Super humble moments. And they're quiet. 
yeah. the, the quiet moments because like they each have like crazy baggage, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that like, cause, cause he left kind of broke like out of the blue mm-hmm. and same with, same with episode five. Like yeah. he just pieces out yeah. without explanation. And then, so like they are dealing with a lot of stuff, but like when they're on the bebop, that's like their safe space. Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of, you know, um, and I can't even mean like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Can't um, mean is a moon. No, but what I was going to say, wasn't that the episode that they, is that the one that they broke up in quotes where they, everybody oh, they was all like, got oh, pissed we're going to go yeah, they all do got our own thing. Yeah. And then they, yeah, at the end, they all kind of like stumble in and they're like, like yeah. acting like hardly like hey. anything happened. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of meanings. <laughs> it's interesting how shit starts to blend when you re-binge an episode. Yeah. Suddenly all the episodes become one. You're like, is that the one where, uh, but my other favorite episode is the, and again, I don't remember the name of this one either. The one where Jet goes off to find uh, the guy who took his arm. Oh, yeah. And he meets up with his old partner. And it's super noir, like the whole thing. And you see the flashbacks and stuff. And just that turn in that episode where the guy's like, I didn't, I didn't take your arm. And you're just like, (laughs) what? Wait a minute. What? Because you are a bad dude. Like, you're a bad guy. (laughs) Uh, But he's like, look, it was business. Like, he becomes like, suddenly this guy you saw as a monster is like, oh, it was business. He was paid off to do it set up by his partner and I just thought that was a great little uh, reveal and I loved that the partner only had one shell in the gun mm-hmm. so it was literally up to like fate whether or not it was going to happen yeah yeah. because he was obviously living with guilt yeah. his entire life because of it yeah um, but something I, I've always had a soft spot for Jet so that episode for me stuck out because I feel like I learned a ton about him just like the one with his girlfriend yep Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like a whole different side of him that that I had totally forgotten about from when I had watched it the first time. I was like, oh, that's right. He was a fucking cop and like a good, a great cop yeah. at that. Um, but yeah. The Gatling gun prison ship in that was oh, yeah. kind of ridiculous though. fucking <laughs> insane. Um, another one of my second favorite episodes is the one where they're going for the cult and there's that tower oh, of scratch. I love that one mainly because of the question it asks. Is, is did we did God create us or did we create God? Mm. And it talks about like, and, and I was like, this is Adult Swim. This is a, a you know continuation of Toonami and Cartoon Network. I'm like, can they really ask these kind of questions? Yes. But like the fact that art, <laughs> everyone that, should, which is great. <laughs> everyone I, should ask those questions. But that's what really kind of like I guess opened my third eyeball. And did we like, create oh. Apple or did Apple create us? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to ask that of all big corporations yeah. from now on. Yes. I I would say a moment that I don't know if it's like a favorite part, but it definitely stuck out to me is when. Spike is in the, I don't remember what episode it is. He's getting his ship repaired. Swordfish. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he starts like falling into Earth's orbit and mm-hmm. he's going to like burn up. Mm-hmm. And so what's his name that's, that was repairing the swordfish? Like comes up in a space shuttle that he fixed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the moment that stuck out was Spike telling Jet, hey, I left a bottle of whiskey behind the fridge. And that that's like his way of being like, I'm going to die right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I want someone to enjoy it. Yeah, and like, the I think it stuck out to me because that whole time frame of being like, ah, well, I'm about to die. You can have my whiskey, bro. Like, yeah. And <laughs> well, that's like a ge- getting, that's like a gesture of yeah of love for Spike to just be like, hey, there's some shit I hid and you, I want you to have it. And and how it, it everything is like held together by the tiniest thread because not only does uh, Spike's ship fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, being caught by the space shuttle, but then the space shuttle's like, yeah, all of our like 
heat reflector tiles fell off and <laughs> it's probably not going to end well, but then it does. So yeah. like everything that to me was the best description for how, how close everything is for them oh, all the time. All the time. All yeah. The time. Seat of their pants all the time. It's also the show that taught me about prairie oysters. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh. Hangover Hangovers. Use that? Yeah. Yeah. Heavy metal, heavy, heavy metal queen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, I was going to say that's one of my favorite. I love the bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you can guess her the name. name. Uh-huh. Um, I think one of my favorite uh, parts about it is more of an overall aspect of it. I love the music. Yeah, yes. we should transition oh, to that. Um, Let's yeah, talk yeah. about that for a minute. Yeah, Let's just talk about I, the, music. the music for me was I'll be perfectly honest. There are a few episodes. It's kind of like when you start something new. Sometimes it does take a few episodes to get into it. And this yeah. one was one of those ones. And I the music is what kept me going. Yeah. And and then I think it was like episode four or five that I was like, okay, I'm I'm in. This is cool. But the, the probably five, music, probably five. <laughs> probably five. But, but the music, like, I love. I'm a I'm a sucker for blues. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a sucker for. Do you like all the, all the references? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, it's it's the music, and it is also al- allows it to have those quiet moments on the ship. Yeah, like it is a slow burn show. There is, uh, I said earlier, there's always something happening in every episode, but there's not ha- something happening every second. Yeah. Like it, it's it's very much you can see the inspiration from things like Blade Runner and stuff like that, where it allows you to take these peaks into the moments that other movies or shows would cut out. Mm-hmm. But what they do is allow you to see the full picture of the character, yeah. not just what they do. Mm-hmm. It's anti Alfred yeah. Hitchcock almost. Yeah, Alfred like Hitchcock believes like uh, a story should be all the good parts without all the boring parts. But this yeah. allows you to kind of feel all of it. And I think that works. It doesn't always work, right? Mm-hmm. But I think mixed with the blues and the the jazz and stuff like that, it allows you to get into that vibe of like letting things slow down a little bit and like the real life of like, what would it be like traveling around space all the time? Yeah. It'd be a lot of downtime. I think that worked to their benefit with it being an anime. Because like with anime, there's, or really any cartoon, there's moments of like, they're not drawing it's just freeze framed on this thing, but it's them like having a moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the music really helped like work with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you, you can't talk about Cowboy Bebop without talking about blues or jazz, but I also think it's something you should talk about with the ballads and orchestral stuff. Yeah. Like those moments, like your favorite episode, Ali, Ballad of the Angels, when Faye is trying to find that one bounty. And then also mm-hmm. she goes into the opera little box seat. Yeah. And then sees the dead body next to him. And then all of a sudden, like, the music swells up. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Yeah. She's in <laughs> trouble. <laughs> it's, 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 it's super intense. It's so great, though. Yeah, she's looking for Mal. And then I was yeah. like, yeah. Oh my God. And then there's this orchestral music. And then when Spike's falling, the slow orchestral music with the kid choir. It's like, yeah. The music so really, um, it adds that. Because the characters can be written in a certain way. And the voice actors can give their that and then of course you can have it animated in a certain way but music can really set the tone mm-hmm. oh yeah and this i think it's something it's, we've discussed on the show a lot yeah there's a there's a to all filmmakers or show or storytellers out there music is a big don't ignore it yeah um when I mean, I, yeah go ahead. well i love that it it's not just like it's not just like on top of what's going on it's like baked into it yeah yeah you know it's like this world like the characters love jazz and the blues and stuff like how many scenes open with the smoky room yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it actually cooking I found one of my favorite quotes which I think kind of sums that up real nicely and that's uh, it's one of the episodes they're scoping out some guy in a bar um, I think it might actually be like the one where she's kidnapped or I forget which one but 
I think it's that same one with okay. Mao. But um, he's saying something like, uh, what does he say? He's like, I thought you, I thought you liked Jet, like Spike to to Jet. He's like, I thought you liked, uh, I thought you liked the blues. And he says, I wrote it down. Uh, I started wailing to the blues when the doctor whacked my bottom on the day I was born. <laughs> oh, he's talking to Fatty. Yeah. yeah I okay. love that. I love that quote. No, yeah. Fatty says something different. He oh, says like... Uh, when I, I was in my father's When I was set. father's Oh, it's when the other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the episode that uh, Corey's talking about. The one where uh, they're looking for Jet's uh, yeah. guy. Yeah. And he sees uh, Fad Rivers, Fad Rivers, which uh, is Muddy, Muddy Waters. waters. Uh, fat rivers, and then it's almost like they have to out each other so they don't give each other's positions away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's cool because they they do that almost like a code like a co- like a code name. Yeah. yeah. So um, that, that was a uh, I love that line. Yeah, <laughs> and also can I just give a shout out to that opening song? Oh, Tank. Oh, it gets stuck man. in my head. Tank and the real folk blues. The fucking time. Mm-hmm. Never uh, three, it. two, one, let's I would say like this. For all so the, good. For all the mainstream people who probably not watched it, but I guess you, I know for a fact everyone that's listening has heard of a thing called Game of Thrones. And everyone Wait, talks what? about everyone <laughs> talks about the opening to that. I would say Cowboy Bebop is it's like called baseball, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Baseball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop's theme is kind of like that to the anime world. Where like it's just so it's 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 iconic. It's yeah. iconic. It's you can't you can't get away from there it. There was like, a time where uh, it was stuck in my head and I didn't know what it was from and it was driving me nuts. <laughs> and then uh, my roommates at the time had put it on in the other room and I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> it's Cowboy Bebop, of That's course. So That's funny. Um, but I think that could lead us to maybe favorite characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy. Spike. All day. Like, <laughs> uh, I wanted to be him growing up. So I still do. When I grow up, I want to be Spike Spiegel. Like, I want to yeah. be... The way I already have the hair for it, I just gotta style it right. And the guys are smoking. Um, but he's so. I mean, like you said, they, I want to create a cool character. Well, fucking done. Yeah. You did yeah. it. You nailed it. Like, it's like in Pokemon, we wanted to create the world's strongest Pokemon. Yeah, we succeeded. Uh, it's that's exactly I mean, that's exactly like when you said that, you're like, I, you wanted to create someone cool. I was like, well, wait, if you na- like, I've we never seen it. someone set out to do something and then hit it so close. He's number twenty five in terms of the two, top two fifty greatest male anime characters if it was coolest he'd be number one if that was the list like coolest anime characters all the there it is Mm -hmm. uh because he's effortlessly cool and he's be like water but he's not perfect right like he still gets shot he still gets injured he's ended up like a mummy like three times in the show in bandages and shit so like i was gonna say um steve blum yeah who voices him shout out he took who voices the english dub he took a lot of he studied a lot of film noir to be able to voice him which is funny because Steve, uh, Spike barely does a lot of film noir stuff. He like yeah. mainly does a lot of like aggressive stuff. But um, that's Whoa. the one thing that a lot of people have been saying. Side note on the dub. Uh-huh. Oh my God. It was so good. I was so surprised at mm-hmm. how good that dub was. Yeah. Steve, um, dude. But, Kills it. Uh, you know, even Japanese uh, viewers and audiences have said that Steve Blum does a better job of the character than the Japanese because the Japanese actor portrays him in one note. Yeah, and then Steve Blum plays him in three notes. It's the same with the Kenshin thing. So like yeah, it's, it's it, it was something funny because like it's kind of like his, Steve Blum's neutral is his serious, yeah. and then his lighter tone is actually his more like nonchalant. Yeah. So it did something more than what the Japanese actor portrayed because the, the Japanese actor portrayed him in one note, which is all nothing but non-serious. 
if mm. you can play injured and cool at the same time, <laughs> which he does in almost every episode, like almost <laughs> episode where he's and like then almost he opens dead. his mouth and says something, and you're like, he sounds so it's, fucking cool. It's the one where he's almost dead, and then Faye's like, Faye's like playing cards on him, and then all of a sudden she says, "You suck at singing." You're, su- you're singing off sing- key. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> she, she's singing the song that Julia would sing. Yeah, and then she throws the cards in his face. It's he's fucking fantastic. Uh, so that would be, I think that's my favorite character. With a shout out to, I love Jet. Like, if mm-hmm. he's like a father figure to me, yeah. Uh, but I just like Pop Bear. You just like, like inherently like him. Like he's just a yeah. good dude from start to finish. So that's my honorable mention. Caitlin, mm. I don't really have a favorite character in this. Hmm. Um, uh, are we talking main characters or just any character in it whatsoever? Uh, well, you can open up to any character. Yeah, sure. I guess you could open up. We're a no rules place. Um, that's my one rule. I will say chess master hex was probably a favorite of mine. Oh yeah. They use real chess moves from, I think the Russian to American chess. Oh really? Like the really famous one during the cold war. Yeah. Oh wow. That's really cool. I did not know that. There's so many references. I was like, this is stupid. Oh yeah. (laughs) This is so many lore in the show. Um, yeah. Chess master hex is probably my favorite just because he's like, I'm going to set up a nightmare for people that I'm mad at for 50 years from now when I know I'm senile and can't do anything about it. Have mm-hmm. fun. Uh, that is vindictive little shit move yeah. right there. <laughs> Hardcore. Hardcore. Um, I do. You like the villain. I, I like, like the, the villain. <laughs> there you go. Um, I do like Faye, Faye Valentine yeah. to a degree. And I like Spike for the good in him. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Josh. Ed. Ed. Josh. Ed. Ed. Uh, oh, yeah. Edward. Ed, Ed's, Ed's good. Do you know the name of Ed's computer? I'm. No. Tomato. What? <laughs> it says tomato in English and then I think in kanji. Oh, my God. I didn't <laughs> pay attention to that at all. <laughs> there's That's awesome. Of, there's dumb stuff in there, too. So it's cool. Um, yeah. For reasons like that. Just she's just. She cracks me up every time she's on screen. I would say like the It's funny because I think of how Ed would be in real life. I think as she's portrayed in the show, be very annoying, but the way that they animate her and make her like Luffy and like have her yeah. walk in such a weird walk cycle yeah. makes her that much more enjoyable to watch. Yeah. But not to yeah. live with. Yeah. Would, yeah, no. I want to watch you. I don't want to hang out. from afar. <laughs> she always reminded me of like, uh, like uh, the way she moves is like an orangutan. Yeah. Like, and I, I that's one of my favorite animals King of all Louis. time. So I mean that as a compliment, yeah. but like the hanging and like the swinging and yeah. uh, she's just so sweet. But then, yeah, um, and her and her relationship with Ayn yeah. is the fucking best. I would say the way that she hacks, you know, how she like goes through the internet and all this stuff and then her face shows up when she breaks into stuff. Yeah. It's total like Young Justice referenced that shit. When they use that with Robin, like when he hacks and stuff, it's his face. Yeah. I was like, yeah. That's kind of up. So homage. Homage. So you like Ed? I like Ed. Edward. Edward. Really? Edward Munk. That's not true. Jed. That's who painted the screen. <laughs> uh, Jed is cool. I mean, all the characters to me are, are pretty cool. Yeah. I like I some. mean, we love all of them. Yeah. But Edward yeah. is number one with like a bullet. <laughs> There's a part of me that's like vicious to me is kind of like a like Sephiroth. a Sephiroth. Sephiroth. I was like, I got Sephiroth. <laughs> what was it? Jeremy. No, it's Jonathan. 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 <laughs> but anyway, vicious to me is just like that vicious. whole that whole thing between the two of them. I'm like, mm. yeah. Mm. What does that mean? Ollie. It's that just means such his, a good story. That means his wet oh, yeah, sweat, his, his white just, sweatpants. I like his seeing wet sweatpants. Exactly. Good. It's 
I don't know. It's a very heavy, it's kind of a heavy background story. Yeah. Yeah. That like two friends are now. Two friends, now enemies. One lives, one dies. It's called Two Friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not as catchy as Cowboy Bebop. No. No. (laughs) Jolly? Um, I don't know. It's for me. It's tough. Like for me, it's gonna be. I'll be there for you. It's, it, it, <laughs> it's between Faye, Jet, and Spike. Oh. Like I think they're all super interesting Faye, characters. Faye, Jet, and Spike. Yeah. So you said. Yeah. Um, like I, I why Jet? Why? <laughs> we'll go down the list. Uh, Jet, because he's always like I just love watching him be frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> and how he deals with it, and that he's like. That like, he's right ninety percent of the time. Yeah, he's and right. No one listens to him. He's right, and then he always like mm, reminds us he wants to somebody. keep himself separate, Me? but he always gets ends up like. You know what else is good about him is he never back. rubs in the fact that he's always right. Like right, they'll fuck up, they'll get injured, they'll complete the mission or whatever, and then he'll just take care of them. And I would eat anything that he prepared. Oh yeah, what about the beef broccoli? No I would beef. even eat that and enjoy it. The, I'd be like, thank, bell thank you. And beef? <laughs> Sorry, my bad. You just called it beef broccoli. I know, that's because so that's what times. I want right yeah. now. Yeah. No, that's really instant, sound good. Even the instant noodles. Yeah. Even the instant noodles. So why uh, Faye? Because it, so, it all looks so and the, good. And the sauteed mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about, uh, what, why, Faye, why Faye? I love because she's a badass, but at the same exact time, she somehow manages to equally be a like, like material girl. Mm-hmm. Annoying, awful person. <laughs> She's like, oh, she was oh. what you're looking for. She was almost <laughs> how I feel. She's like the anime cat woman. She is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't, I mean, Faye also kind of reminds me of the word Bay for day. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's not really what she's interested in, right? We're, we're she's skirting around Sunday the issue. Like, but yes, yeah, right. she's a provocatively drawn lady. Yeah, man feelings when I was a child. Who does a lot of shopping, but never changes outfits. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean that's just that's just a product of maybe I mean maybe well, I have more you don't know on maybe this. she's Doug funnying us all of us like what if she's just buying the same <laughs> outfit and she opens her closet she's like I change all the fucking time yeah um, and then Spike. maybe you have more insight on this but oh. night like the, the portrayal of Faye like, uh, how, like was that controversial at the time is it still controversial well I mean what situation I'll say like this and I mean actually our fellow podcast on our network Trope Town will probably talk a lot about it. Um, so you guys go check that out. But I mean, the thing about anime and Japanese culture, they're like very open with kind of showing things that, you know, Westerners would find is too provocative or not okay. But it's funny because it's kind of like this vicious cycle yeah. where like Americanized people are thinking like that's how Japanese culture is. And then it's influencing Japanese culture. And that, then that's back influencing us. But I mean, when it came out, yeah, it the show was dropped when it first came out for the adult themes. And I mean, there's mm-hmm. many moments where like you see Faye sunbathing and then she's putting suntan oil and then like uh, Ed rubs her face on it and like she freaks out and her boobs jiggle, you know, yeah. like boob physics stuff. Right. And I mean, yeah. you know, so we're not in qualms things. yet, but I could 100 percent guess that Josh may have had issues with the way she was portrayed sometimes. Um, but I would also say the way that she was portrayed or the way her she was dressed up probably influenced uh, Lilu uh, from Fifth Element. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm like. There, there are so many things iconic about her. You know, like one of her first sequences, she has sunglasses, smoking a cigar or a cigarette, and she's just shooting people with a submachine gun. Yeah, that's like, that's the thing where, like, to me, that's why I was okay with it was she, because of the the reverse side of it. She where, dances on a very fine line. Yeah, but then, well, she was doing it on purpose, though. Yeah, like she dressed she's that a way femme fatale. because she knew that dressing that way would work in her favor right. for when she wanted to use feminine wiles. She's a survivalist. So, you yeah. know, maybe a persona that some wouldn't agree with. That's uh, fair. 
but effective and and like real in that sense. But I think I have to give it to Spike. Spike? Yeah. Hmm. Um, love his story. You have the Trinity, but you go for Spike. His, just him. Just the Spikeness of Spike. Nice. Um, yeah. For me, it's Spike. Uh, whenever it's funny. Whenever I'm I see shocked. him fight, it's not the sh- it's not the shootout scenes. It's the martial arts sequences. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are my oh, favorite. Super well. Um, and then the moments where you where he kind of really sticks his neck out for the team, really like tie in really well for him. You see his heart. Yeah. And then yeah. also, um, you know, he says one of my favorite stories I've ever heard in my life was the tiger stripe cat story, um, which is the story about the tiger stripe cat that can't die, then finally meets meets a white cat, and then they fall in love, and then she dies. And then he cries a thousand times and finally dies and never comes back to life. Well, I mean, he. It's, like oh, you yeah. Could, it's one of my favorite ending, stories about how, like, no matter how resilient people are, sometimes. And then heart, doesn't he say, rate. I hate that story? I think so. Or yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's the, that's the core that's of like, this whole It's a good story. story. He goes, I hate that story. Yeah. 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 Because but, this is life. That, his, I feel like his motivations are all completely 100%. Yeah. By, like, love and, and despair. Um, <laughs> I have some fun facts that I had saved. Earlier, yeah. from like I, one of my favorite things to do for those at home uh, when I watch TV shows or movies is go to the trivia section of IMDb. And I thought there's some really interesting stuff. So, like his cigarettes, how they're always bent up mm-hmm. or down, is actually an homage to uh, Dizzy, uh, Dizzy Gillespie uh, because his trumpets were bent up. Uh-huh. The horn of the trumpet was bent up or down, depending nice. on how, wow. how he played it. Um, the fight style that he practices. They're drawn frames from Bruce Lee movies because he practices Jeet Kune Do. Uh, Are you going to do Abdul Kareem? Go for it. Because um, that's what I was going to read next. So yeah. there's one guy, Abdul Kareem, who brings in a, a coffin, which is actually uh, a homage from Django. From Django. Ha- Hakim. Hakim. But then in the Bruce Lee movie, Hakim Abdul, which Game is the death. tall, black, lanky dude who beats the shit Kareem out of Abdul Bruce Jabbar. Lee. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. And uh, Spike uses nunchucks to fight him. So it's complete mm. It's, it's from Game of Death, like the Enter the Dragon series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like there's a lot of little things. Uh, every every multi-language street shine, street shine, street, street sign. sign is in English, Japanese, <laughs> Persian. Persian, and Russian, yeah. huh. which is interesting. So it's like this future proof kind of like these are the languages in the future. That'll last. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is I thought was really interesting. Um, Good for me. <laughs> there is uh, uh, different things to like the type of guns they use, the music used, but I thought a, a few of those were pretty interesting. If you head to the IMDb... Jet uses a Walter yeah. P99. Whoa, yeah. I forgot to mention one of my favorite aspects of the show, and that's that they use mysticism mm. in the show. The shamans, yes. the feng shui. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, oh, they, yeah, they, yeah. Even though they have like all of this insane technology, they're like, oh, no, if you just like feel the magnetic energy, you can know how to like do things. Um, that also brings me up to another one. Of my, so most of my favorite lines of actually of all art or anime, or whatever, come from this show. And one of the lines is from the shaman when Spike like wakes up and he's with them. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he tells a story that we all have seen now on Tumblr and Instagram. Thank you, Internet. But it's the um, there are two lions or there are two wolves in everybody. There's one of light and there's one of dark. And then the sun asks, like, which one wins? Like the one you feed. And it's like, interesting. Ah! it's so good. And then another fucking line is like later on when you find out Vicious is alive and he's like trying to kill out the t- crime syndicate. And then like they said, remember Vicious, a snake can never eat a dragon. It's like, mm-hmm. Spike is going to fuck some shit up. Uh, like, the last little bit of trivia that I didn't even get until I read this like today was uh, in the episode Wild Horses. They're hunting that trio, right? The trio of pirates named George, uh-huh. Herman, 
uh, Harmon and Ruth. Baby Ruth. Yeah. George Herman Ruth is Babe, is Ruth. Babe Ruth's real name. And then the oh. three old men that they always see. Are... Oh, because I was way into baseball cards and baseball when I was a kid. Oh. The, the <laughs> three old men they always see at like bars or cantinas are, um, it's an entire, it's our different musicians. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like the person that created this, the tank, uh, her name's Kano. She like created seatbelts for all of her like cast members so they can use it while playing the orchestra and all that stuff. Like, there, there's so much that was built. Like the into running this. theme throughout the show is like three years ago, right? Yeah. Quote unquote. Every everyone's so like, events happened three years ago. Yeah. Jet and Spike got together three years ago. Phase events and Ed's events all happened three years ago, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like that it's a shorter timeline too. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, well, that was there was some cool stuff on there that I really really dare, enjoyed. Dare dare I say we qualm have coin qualms sure. about the show? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean. This yeah. is this is going to be in its DNA again. Another DNA qualm. There are some episodes that aren't as good as the other ones. Yeah, and that's agree with that. Um, now you got to say that qualm about every show. I mean, yeah, Maybe every show. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's a thing like kind of like with Final Fantasy. Sometimes some qualms are like are outweighed by its greatness, mm-hmm. and it's okay. But I mean, there's some episodes where like snore, like the one <laughs> where like there's a the. The monkey gang people who have the virus. Oh, the monkey, yeah. like the episode where Spike's teaching that kid how to do martial arts, and he's trying to get money for his sister, mm-hmm. is way more. Be- it's way more entertaining than that gang one. No. Like the heavy metal queen one, I liked it better than the mushrooms. You know, like there are certain episodes mm-hmm. where like I could have used, I could, I could not have watched that. But See, I like yeah. that monkey gang one. The, what, the monkey one? Yeah, yeah, I, oh. I actually liked oh. it too. It was alright. Um, <laughs> it was okay. It was alright. That's the thing with anime, as far as like carrying over and. Any cartoon, really, series, I feel, um, and carrying the plot forward. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, again, this is 24 episodes, and most animes now who are like summer animes are like 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Any I don't. Um, not really. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, to, to probably. It's hard to find one. What actually. you said earlier. I mean, what you said earlier, it's like a product of its time. Like the way Faye is drawn and a, a few of the female characters in it, but that's of its time. Yeah. Like at the time, that was what you did. For better or for worse. Now, 20 years later, whatever it is, like, yeah, of course. It's still done. Well, I mean, for but, better or yeah. for worse, like, I loved her design. And yeah. It, you, like, the fact that, like, you know, I'm going to say, like, they had shininess on her boobs, like, made you really see that she was wearing, like, a latexy kind of clothing, which was like, it added, like, a realism to it. Cause there's sometimes anime, like, don't have detail. Oh, and you're yeah. like, you lose, like, what are they wearing? Is it like cotton? Is it like felt? Oh, it gave you an idea of the material. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah. kind of made it more realistic for me. Josh? As a kid. Oh, I was stretching. But, oh, I thought um, you were raising your hand. <laughs> but I can go. Yeah. Um, I mean, what you just said, and I think I've mentioned this on different things that are anime-related-ish. I, just, I think all of them. All of them you've always said. like. Yeah, yeah. I just, the, the representation <laughs> of women in anime, especially older anime, just it... Now, Josh, get over it. But I, I just no. I, no, but here's no, the thing no about, one said that. In fact, I said no, that. No, I'm saying it to me. Oh. You don't need to get over it. <laughs> um, don't say that to you. <laughs> um, but Faye, for some reason, I was accepting of it only because her style, the way that she like she even like, her jacket is her tied jacket up. was like tied around. She wore short her, shorts. Her, okay, her legs were like in a hose, so it's like yeah, it's technically all covered up. Judy, the bounty hunter, on the um. On the channel. Oh, yeah. It's like open it's just shirt. Open, oh and you're like, because I think form over function. <laughs> well, to me, it's like, yeah. you know, she has what? things like That's, taping her down. Yes. So, that- so, well, here, and I was totally fine with Faye dressing like that just because of the running theme throughout the whole show 
of Faye's always like, men are stupid, men are idiots, men are dumb. And then you have Jet being the juxtaposition that that being like, women are crazy. Women don't think straight. <laughs> like they're always talking about how the other gender is like yeah. an, an idiot. And yeah. they're the this, sexes. they're that, they're whatever. Which is great because neither of them are what the other one is saying. Right, exactly. And, and then you also have those episodes like the one with Gren uh, that's Jupiter. Yeah, Jupiter Jazz, which Jupiter is another Jazz. one of my favorite. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was an amazing episode. I remember that caught me off guard a lot. Yeah, the good, first time in the greatest because ways. it's two parts. It's yeah, two parts, yeah. and that episode, I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, "Whoa! Like this is heavy. Like this is some deep shit." And I didn't know that Gren was actually supposed to be based off Brad Pitt originally, oh. but then the guy was like, "I." Don't know. I don't think it's going to translate if we draw Brad Pitt with breasts. Like I don't. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Have. It wouldn't have worked as well. But I love. I think because I was just thinking in main characters. There, Gren is my favorite non-main mm-hmm. character. Yeah. Um, Gren just because great. it's such a unique story arc, character arc that I didn't see coming. Like it took yeah. me s- by such same, a surprise. But uh, yeah, so sorry, continue your point. I just totally derailed. Well, it was was just more of like all of the exaggerations that they make are kind of in place because then when you see like the normal people living normal lives that aren't Mm -hmm. being bounty hunters, Mm -hmm. they dress perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Like no one's going out of their way to look like that. Oh, this is like from a stylistic standpoint, I get it. Mm. Or, but I just, I'm never going to. No, that's fine. It's, it's, I mean, I'm never gonna like I, accept it. I honestly say it like this: like I think it's it's good that there's always going to be something like that, where it's like yeah. you know the representation of women should always be kind of like just kind of given a second glance to because they're not objects and they're not supposed to be there for just fucking eye candy. Yeah, and like you always bring that up. So if, that it was, if it was if if it was one offs, yeah, it'd but be different. Yeah. I will say like the f- and, and I guess to Caitlin's point, like in a stylistic way, like I kind of just appreciate it because like. Every shot she's in, she always looks really like well designed. Like, yeah. There's nothing ever muted about her. They all do, yeah. Yeah. So, and the thing is, is like what's so funny and what I appreciated about it um, was that Faye was, I could accept, I could accept her like the way that she dressed, the way that she was designed. I was like, oh yeah, her character, like, like oh yeah. Well, also, she's and not it wasn't unaware, too like right? scantily like. Yeah. She's also, I mean, she uses it to her advantage as a bounty hunter. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not a like. Let's just draw her for this for the reason. Like she, you, it's functional in a sense. Yeah. I, I yeah. say like this: Woe betide the woman that is, has killer looks and killer brains. Yeah, she knows how to get what she wants any way she she can get it. And so, like Ollie said, she's a badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, and they're also not making her like panty slutty. shot all of the time or at yeah. all. Actually, Never. I don't think they really have any time where they're like really making her. Zoomed in on it's sexual. not a, it's not going not a Michael no. Bay directed thing right no. <laughs> exactly no yeah shot. yeah it's let all me like, fix that card for you yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, there's God. none of that it's yeah. it's like even though she's scantily clad like there's a that's kind of where it is still ends. respect for her who she yeah. is and what she does mm-hmm. I agree um, um I qualms? think I think my only qualm is like like the one same as you is that a couple of the episodes ran all along I think mm. um, now I do not to like shit on qualms but like I feel like getting into the area of like some episodes weren't great is dangerous because every TV show is going to have everything has that and that's well I mean the funny thing is kind of like even the worst episode of whatever you want to pick it is it's probably better than some of the best episodes of other animes yeah Yeah. I I don't want to get us in a hole where like we (laughs) said about this and when other 
now every TV show we cover, we gotta be like, some episodes weren't great. We covered that. Cool. <laughs> Good point. It's like this on. where it's like, I love you as who you are, but that one hair on your shoulder, man. You know, it's like you're nitpicking at that point. So yeah. it's like it's not I like, like collectively, like as a as a show, I don't have any gripes with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, so I guess we get to the point where uh, we rate. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. I she haven't has qualms. had any qualms. Yet. Oh, I'm sorry. You jumped on his that they were going to be I did. I did. Time. I did interrupt. So uh, go ahead. Uh, Thanks. You that. added. So as I was saying, I we're going add. to. I'm kidding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, so my qualms aren't really with the show. They're more my personal tastes. Baggage. Um, yeah. Okay. I, uh, small enough to carry on the plane, but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but put an animal in there. Yeah, you, you yeah. You can fit it on the seat in front of you? Yeah. Okay, cool, probably, cool, 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 cool. Probably so. To set the stage, though, not to interrupt you again, but you are, Going you watch a lot of anime. Correct? I do. Yeah. But I'm hyper-selective mm-hmm. about what I watch. Like, okay. hardcore. I've had, I've been watching anime for long, way too long. Yeah. And. Nonsense. Yeah, I know. Just that's, long enough. That's just long enough. You're right. Um <laughs> And I've had friends telling me for a really long time, oh my God, you haven't seen Cowboy Bebop. You have to watch it. It's so good. You'd love it, blah, blah, blah. And I always was like, ah, eh, I don't know. I'm, I, yeah. you know, it's it just didn't really pique my interest. And then watching it, um, I found myself checking what time it is. Was it overhyped? Not that it was overhyped, but I I couldn't connect with the characters mm. in because so okay they leave you For at a context, distance yeah they leave you at a distance 100%, and i the, the type of anime that i yeah. try and watch are usually ones where people you know they have their issue and then they try and work through it and then the ensuing issues that come from working through one barrier lead them to new barriers that they work through and this whole show the entire series is about characters that can't get past their problems so it made it really difficult for me to connect with any of them mm-hmm. because the whole show is basically being like, I can't reconcile my past. I'll have to die to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's like, it's very much you like you, you probably wouldn't be a fan of Blade Runner. Yeah. I haven't it's, seen that either. It is, it, it's a slow burn <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's a noir and it's, it, it's not that it's your baggage. It's a genre thing. It really is. Yeah. Like, it's a it's a slow burn noir, which is always leaves you kind of at a distance from your Character. subject. Like even yeah. uh, the original um, Blade Runner, you never you you see aspects of their life, but you're ne- you never really connect with Deckard in but that sense. Also, in the, in the sense of like the noir, like the, I think the animes you kind of talk about, you know, not to name one specifically, but like it sounds like the characters kind of like already established what's kind of going on, and then whether what happens in the episode fulfills their development or not you know they're kind of on the track to do it mm, versus like these ones so like can i so like in the sense of something i know you've watched and like there's like one punch man right yeah so like his character you know everything about you know how much things mean to him you know how determined he is to be a do hero. certain things how determined he is to be a hero you watch his struggle to do that right but in this show you see characters who are doing the opposite they're kind of running away from what they should be doing in a sense. Right. You don't really, you find out things about them slowly in a noir style. Like you don't find out about a lot, a lot about Spike until like the last few episodes. Like you right. really find all of a sudden yeah. you're like, it's oh like shit. one, five and 23. Yeah. <laughs> so like it is, it's the total opposite of, of the types of shows that I've known for you to enjoy. Right. Well, and, and earlier Wait, you said, yeah, no, oh, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. 
But also you were saying, so it's not necessarily baggage as a genre. And I would say that it is somewhat baggage because they're like, they have a hard time developing relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. And I kind of see myself doing that too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't speak up very much. I don't connect with people. I don't do that kind of thing. So I see it's that. kind of like a mirror. It, it's a mirror. And I'm like, it's ah, real. Jesus. Oh no, it's me. Yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> to a degree, I to think a degree. it would just say that the, it's, it's tough subject matter. It is. Because it's about people who are inept emotionally sometimes. Right. Thanks. It's interesting because like that. <laughs> I'd say you. You're no, the one no, that this episode just got really heavy. Uh, well, and, we're going and there. Also the types of people like that are part of the main cast. Like I, I think it was a little too real for me just because like I've known so many people that they don't want to get close to you and you can see that they know all the right answers and what to do to help themselves and they refuse to do it. Oh, Tom pointed at himself. And then I put my hand. And then I put my hand. I was like, oh, I know. can well, I like, change my vote yeah. for Grump? I'm <laughs> but the thing, the thing I like about this this show to kind of just uh, piggyback off that, uh, the thing that also could deter people from it is the fact that you know they're like you said they're they're not really interested in building relationships with each other in a sense beyond really functionality in business right yeah. like being bounty hunters together and like just yeah. getting some food to eat but like by the end of the series they re- you can tell like I've never expressed it but I really enjoy you like like yeah. that- puts a gun to spike stopping him like yeah, Jet is like that's you're, exact- you're, you're, you're stupid for doing this it's like yeah it's that's like, exactly the moment I was going to talk about it's like Faye literally has a breakdown because he she knows he's leaving to like probably die yeah. and the thing the thing I like about that is that these characters are brought together by the same situation. They all have the same situation is that they don't know what they're doing. They only know they're running from something. And that's kind of what's brought them together. Um, but that that is also a, a hard thing to see straight out. Like you really do have to watch the whole series to get that arc. And be like, oh, they they aren't just like, sure they were brought together by that, but that's not what kept them together. At any yeah. moment, any of them could have left. Um, and they do multiple times. Yeah. One good example is also like when Ed finally leaves, just leaves a big bye and oh, a yeah. smiley face. It's kind of like showing how we can't even say goodbyes sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a good theory talks about how like the show is episodic, but then the overall arc is should be just in one thing. So it's like what a a thirteen hour movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's all actually happening. Because you're only you're literally getting the arc throughout every episode of their characters, which is interesting how it kind of changes the medium of which we absorb art. Mm-hmm. It's interesting um, talking about like the baggage as far as like the kind of like the more superficial part where it's like I'm used to this kind of anime versus like yeah. this kind of anime that's slower pace. I have to check my phone, etc. For me, it was it was bringing in or like coming in with it being a space cowboy thing. Like that's what yeah. got me to watch it. Space noir western. Yeah. And that's what got me to watch Outlaw Star after because it's very much space cowboy adventure kind of thing. More fantastical. Um, Because I liked it. More fantastical. But it was like, and that's a good point because it's like, it was kind of like a, it could have served, like Outlaw Star, I feel like could have served as a good bridge point to me to get into more fantastical anime, Mm -hmm. but it didn't. Because I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't find that third stepping stone. I got you. I never did. I got you. I, <laughs> like, I, got you. I literally got what you. What I did I find was like Firefly. <laughs> oh, I got you. I still got you. Which is like Firefly's right in between the two. Which is live action Outlaw Star. Yeah, Trigon would be the one. 
Trigun? Oh Trigun. my god. Trigun would be the one. We gotta but do a Trigun not, episode. This is not the suggestions for Ali episode. We maybe bring uh, Jeff Hit me up on Twitter. Yeah, Trigun. Let me know. Okay. So, uh, and, oh, I lost it. Fuck. Never no, mind. you didn't. Go for it. Uh, no, I literally did. Like, it poofed out of my brain right as Quang I was going to it. it was tied to qualms. Not, not gripes, right? the characters and... I think we haven't said my grips yet. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. okay. Well, right he, no, I said my grips. I said my qualms. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. It happens. You didn't like Vicious? Oh, yeah. He was like a wet blanket to me. That's what it was? Like... Was that what it was? No. Oh, okay. He was just... It, <laughs> His motivations coy. were just boring to me. I was like, oh, they're not angry enough for you, so you have to kill everybody? Like, all right, sit down. It's a, that's called nihilistic? Mm-hmm. When they're yeah, not, he's... Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, oh, I remember now. It was has nothing to do with a qualm. Um, it was more of just like, I think if I had experienced this when at the time that it came out on Adult Swim, when I was watching all this anime and stuff, then... I think it would have had a huge impact on my life. I think that it would have changed my perspective on a lot of things. Oh. But because I'm experiencing it now, it's a whole different... Like, yeah. I have, you know, the last 15 years of life that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't experience it you in the same way because place. I... Huh? You would have been in a much different place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. uh, can I explain a little bit of, but then about, you wouldn't be here. about I want to explain a little bit about baggage. Don't go changing. And we kind of brought it up a lot because of kind of like our past experiences. And we talk about that when we talk about, you know, how we absorb mediums of art. Because every time we absorb new input, it's compacted on top of what we already watched. Well, it goes yeah. through our filter. Well, I mean, like, kind of like Corey recently. I made him watch Rocky. And Rocky came out fucking long time ago. So people who watched Rocky when it came out now have watched, you know, Black Panther watching Rocky before it. He was the opposite way. Like, I'm watching older films. Like, if I watched Heat right now, I would look at all the heist films very differently. Mm-hmm. You know, but the other way around, like... It's the same. It's the same thing when I watched... Uh, um, uh, <laughs> Don't be upset. Cue the Tom's sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so There it is. But, uh, yeah, the, cool. the... Oh, my God. I can't think of the title right now. The Ringer? No. Oh, my God. What's happening to me? You just neuralized it out of your brain with yeah. this friggin' sigh. I just lost it. And now it's being blocked. Press gave But, but the, the message of the movies. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like an it's an older film with Robert Redford and um and Paul Newman, and it's a heist movie. Oh. And I had actually watched that first before I had seen a bunch of it. I think it's called It's the, Butch and Butch no, Cashing Sunlight's No, No. And it's got the guy from Jaws in it, actually. Dreyfus? Shaw. Oh. Um Oh my God. I'll look it up when I'm done talking. Uh, but I had seen, that's my first heist film I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. So when I watched Oceans, the new ones and mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, or, or any Guy Ritchie film, I put it through that filter first. Um, so it's really interesting. You brought it's that just kind of like the lens way. you're looking at. Yeah. So I mean like, yeah, yeah if you watch Cowboy Bebop first, oh man, if you watch Cowboy Bebop first, then all the animes <laughs> that you do enjoy, you may, you would, would still it be probably... so bad if you did not know? Yeah, because the ringer is Johnny Knoxville entering yeah. the special Olympics. <laughs> oh. um, you'd still enjoy the animes that you enjoy or still enjoy all the things you do. I think it would change your perspective because you would look through the Cowboy Bebop lens. But yeah. now if you watch something that's like Cowboy Bebop, you would now be able to compare it to that. So it's yeah. just, it, it's not, I think it's It's neither. a different perspective. Yeah. Well, baggage that's also cool. comes from like personal life experience. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. in yeah. terms of like what affects you mo- emotionally or whatever. And so. Which is why I can't watch The Notebook yet. Oh my God. Yeah. Really? He's had my, he's had my Blu-ray for a month either. and a half. Um, I think let's let's move on to rating. Yeah. This brings us to braiding. This brings us to rating. Braiding. No rating. <laughs> so Corey, myself, and Ollie have no votes, right? No, no. I have a vote. So Corey and Ali first. So we'll go first. Uh, You're rating it? As far as TV shows go, this is hard. 
Um, I'm like going through my mind of all the TV shows I've well, ever okay, watched. I also ever. say this. I'll preface this way, this way. This is our first anime episode, everybody. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to congrats, all those. Congrats. You're, you're one fam. Uh, congratulations. Um, nope. So I would have to say out of TV shows, for me, this is a f- four point Okay. 4.8. And I was like, I want to actually, I would challenge you and say compared to Roni Kenshin. Well. Because that's your favorite. It is my favorite. So that's why I was so like. 4.8. Because I know what I was Rony also Ken- thinking like Peaky Blinders and stuff like that. It's so anime that's different. I know. It's still episodic. So, okay. so yeah, 4.8 4. 4. 4. for Corey. Ali Ali Oxen Free. Is Avatar widely accepted as anime or no? I think it literally blurs that line. But it's not Japanese it's not creators. Japan. Yeah. It's a cartoon? It's cartoon produced cartoon. by Nickelodeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give it a 4.2. 4.2. All right. And then there's one vote for me. And one vote for Josh. 4.5. Um, wow. All right. Welcome, I'll, welcome I'll back to the top right half. <laughs> welcome back up to the top 5%, Ali. Yeah, buddy. Um, this is a five. Absolute five. All right. For me. This, I would never change anything. Like for all of its faults and all that stuff, it's completely outweighed by. The references, the meaning, it's a time capsule of everything that happened at the time. It's There's so much within its DNA that I don't even know. Like, all the references and all, like, what was built into it mm-hmm. and how it has affected anime's future. Yeah. I, I wouldn't Here's an interesting it. concept. I don't think we've come across this yet. What do you think of this? Take this ride with me. Riddle me this. <laughs> uh, the rating scale, 5.0, being you would never change anything about it. Because I actually agree with that. I would not change a single thing about Cowboy Bebop. See, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, qualms are like brought in so that you can like quantify wait, why wait. you don't. He has a point. You he don't bring point, it up though. as like why you why you wouldn't change it, right? But then. However. Yes. Yeah. I think there is a maximum potential for something within like each of us. How it feels. Of, how yeah. It like how feel. much I could potentially. Like there's, there's little that I would change about this that would break it from what it is. Mm-hmm. But it can only ever reach a four point five. Yeah, for me, there's nothing I would change. I think I think yeah. I like it's still that. not a five. I think I like this. It's like Corey asked me to quantify one of my qualms. And it's like, well, could you fix it? And if That's the good question point. is if you can fix it, but would it break? And so the what? thing is like, would it, if it breaks the system, then sometimes the qualm could be here or there. But again, these are our own personal yeah. things. Yeah. So yeah. even with so your don't have your own existential crisis. Go watch Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> and then, <laughs> okay, Tom, let me let me ask you this then. I'm breaking your brain. Even with the Every episode, you still give good. it a five. So my no I four point nine. My my key word was with any of the qualms, it's completely outweighed by the gravity of everything else. Okay, that, I just wanted to ask that. You love it for its flaws. You like something for its qualities. You love it for its yeah, flaws. Yeah, because I'm on the same boat. I wouldn't change a damn thing, but for me, it's still four point eight. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know what your number five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we got that but, figured out. But no, mine's five. I would not change it at all, and I could watch that every day of my life. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Josh, sweet baby Josh. Calculating. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening in my head. I'm glad that you did it. Um, while you calculate, I'll give you a couple extra seconds. I actually disagree with that last sentence. I, I wouldn't watch it anytime. And, that, and that's kind of, I think, what I mean by the like maximum potential. I wouldn't change anything. It's perfect the way it is. But there are things that I would rather watch. Okay. That's Anyways, me. Go. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Are you saying that we're not going to work out together in the future? Never. Okay. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. That, that was a real conversation. Your computing myself. is done. 
God. You're out of time. It's really Your calculator really battery just died. What it's was the last number you saw? Point. All right. When we started guessing the grump, I was like, I gotta, I gotta get my number before people start throwing out like who they think. Yeah, because I'm, I consistently change Ollie's number most of the time. Three point eight. Three point eight. Three point eight. All right. Okay. Caitlin, what was the number you had in mind? So I have two different numbers. Okay. Um, Add them up. Divide by two. <laughs> well, the show what? for what it is, I would say four point eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. From my experience with it, the number that I stuck with at the very beginning mm-hmm. um, was 4.2. Oh, oh, shit, Josh. Wait, what? You're the grump, buddy. You're the grump. <laughs> Sweet baby grump. <laughs> You're so excited. <laughs> no, that's a... I'm grump! <laughs> oh, he's melting? Yeah, he's melting. Josh is a puddle. I like stuff, man. But the reason, the reason it's it's as high as it is because I would want to rate it lower but I but would like to hate this I would like to hate this <laughs> but, but I want Josh to be the grump so yeah, 4.2 that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. no um, it 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 had too many points where I was like oh you did a really good job <laughs> animation <laughs> lighting choices audio well done like, yeah. music defense no, well and it's also something where I feel like when I'm in a different place in life I can back. watch this again yeah. and yeah. be like okay this is I'm, fucking great this well, is great and I appreciate it this right is neither now, here nor there yeah but that's why I haven't watched Sopranos yet hmm same well, I want to be at a place because I know it's going to be incredible when I do watch it but I'm not there yet yeah, I did think about a lot of the animation and the color choices, and I thought about you because I was like, she has a really keen eye for that. So I was like, she's probably going to like this a lot. Yeah, they, they, they did so many things right that it's hard for me to be like, no, <laughs> meh, I'm the grump. But bah humbug, I guess I like Squidward <laughs> comes out. All right. I do want to say that yes. like yeah, in, we're its about de- to in its defense of Cowboy Bebop, in its defense, my my number is three point eight to four. Okay. I can't decide on a. It is. It's up there. Yeah. Do you have a? You're still the ground. Internal like. I know. <laughs> do, you, do you have a thing a mark that it's missing? Like what's like what is four for you? Like de- definitively. No, it's just how I'm feeling like, about it. Like, it. Literally, it's tough because again, this is his first foray into anime, like serious anime, not like kid stuff. And so, like, I think the number might change or just might inform your other ones when we watch him because mm-hmm. I make you watch it, Clockwork Orange. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it will, it will, you know, again, like, I it's w- already having my eyelids are hurting. Again, like, so I'm, <laughs> I, again, I'm very interested to see what you think of future anime when we do future episodes. You heard that, right, ladies Kenshin. and gentlemen, boys and yeah, girls, buddy. and everyone in between. We're going to do more anime. Do so. Oh, oh, I should so also bad. note that the, the four point, what did I say? Three? Yeah, two. 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 two, two, two. The low one is four point two. Yeah. Um, it's going up all the time. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, what did I'm I say? Was it four point seven? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, that's only because I've now talked about it with other people. Like while, like in the car, even talking about it a little bit, I was like, "Oh, okay, I see this. I see that." I was more okay with it. The experience of watching it, and especially because I I binged it. I think in a day. In literally like 24 hours. Um, the experience of watching it and like sitting through the show was like a three for like. Mm. Yeah. Well, because you were binging no, 13 hours but, worth of. But that's how I normally watch anime. Oh, okay. Like, I will literally hole up in a blanket burrito with a cup of tea and like watch 
multiple seasons of an anime within two days. Can I ask a question though? Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm a binger myself, but when I watch shows for this and I know there's a deadline, there's an element of stress included. Well, it's like Did that homework. hit you at all? Yeah. In a class I, that you like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, so I like, would say there was a little bit of that, but it was also like what I was talking about before where it was just like, it's kind of a mirror and like the genre is just not what yeah. I normally go for anyway. So it was just like, yeah, there was a little bit of the element of stress, but that's normally how I watch this kind of. You know, I usually this. watch things stressed out. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a constant state of panic. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we all live. <laughs> but yeah, it was, like I said, I was just checking my phone a lot and I was like, I'm not enjoying this experience. Mm. But, but now it's up to a 4.2. But now it's up Sorry, to Josh. a 4.2. Sorry, Josh. You're the grump. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's my we, fucking crown. Is there any gushing? <laughs> I would like to gush about something. Gush. It's in the final moments of the show mm-hmm. uh, during the fight. Not quite that, but I do love that. Uh, well, what is that? Parallel to the, oh, sorry. When he reaches his fingers out and he literally goes, bang. And then he collapses because it's a reference to the the first episode. Yep. Uh, With the harmonica. Which is, which is one of my favorites. Um, but uh, the moment where he's fighting Vicious and there, first of all, I love that he's using his gun to block as well, which I thought was great. Um, but they, they both draw, their weapons go flying and they land at each other's feet and they both put a hand on each other's weapon mm. and they sit there for a minute. And you're just like, what the fuck is, are they just about to switch? Like, can Spike handle that sword? Uh, And Spike literally says, this ends now. And Vicious agrees. And they slide their weapons back to each other. And I literally had forgotten about that moment and clapped out loud to myself. (laughs) Like, oh shit. Like, that's what I did. Like, I I rewatched that episode today and I was like, oh shit, that was great. I loved that moment. And then it goes back to the homage from from Ali's favorite episode where they hit and shoot at the same time Mm because it's exactly what they do. Yeah. And I love that because it shows that in that time, either neither of them have changed as far as that goes, like as far as skill level goes, or they've both been both increased increased waiting for this moment again. Like I I I don't know either one of those I I love so that or I want to gush about are, that a little bit because that the feels for those five minutes till the credits roll yeah were huge to me. Uh, I I would be quote unquote Ollie remiss uh, if I didn't bring up the movie which everyone should watch it. It's knocking Haven't on heaven's seen. door. Yes. Um, I won't spoil it and talk about. It. We should do another episode about it. But yeah. there's a lot of great moments in that. You actually lent it to me. It's fucking amazing and I went to like a Funimation event and watched it was, it was yeah. super dope fun fact came back in theaters for his 20th anniversary first Funko I ever bought was Spike Spiegel good choice <sighs> this oh, is yeah. too cool my first one I think was Kevin Smith oh no, that's good <laughs> um, what, 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 so what, sassy. what episode so is it like when they're all Funkos. hallucinating are they eating the mushrooms yeah um, Spike's walking on uh, the stairway to heaven forever. oh Forever, and I loved it. I was yeah, because like, oh he's not going anywhere, and I yeah. was like, "It's so good." It, it's, it's it's so indicative of the characters. So it's like I, it's the it's those small little moments. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Uh, also, like the scratch scratch brain episode, where they put on the game thing on Oh Ima, yeah. And um, oh my god, I can't remember his name. Jet. Uh, Jed is like, wow, you're being so amazing, Ed. And Ed's just watching Ayn like, uh, no, Ayn's doing all of that. Because <laughs> they don't show a lot of indica- in- indication that this is the really genetically altered Corgi. Right. Until but those that little, point. little moments yeah. there. Um, I, I love that they never seem to really cut a break. Like, no, it's so they, they Even like there was this one episode that they caught like 10 people. 
but they couldn't get the bounty because they didn't get the boss. <laughs> and it's like even that, like, it just cracks me up that they just it's the scoundrel, never catch it's a the scoundrel break. group thing. You know, yeah. it's like ugh, man, they're always going to be hunting. Or Spike like. He's after that one bounty and he's falling from the from the ceiling or from the level of the skyscraper or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like he just cares about getting the bounty. He doesn't <laughs> care if he actually lives or yep. dies. He's <laughs> like, don't be dead. Wait, hold on. As if it's like as if he's like holding open a door. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, man. I need also, to get this bounty. The like the shaman mysticism stuff that I was uh, getting all excited about before. Also how they have those moments of like they're just living their lives and something bad will happen. And then that's an indicator for something else and how they're like, no, no, this mysticism has like a it's thing truth. to it. It's truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to pay attention because if you don't, then you will Which is notice. great. Cause like they like live next to like the bay. It's yeah. like next to this shitty part of the bay where all this garbage. Well, it's be. like, that's also like a, a, a trope in uh, like sp- Space westerns and stuff yeah. is there's a lot of mysticism around yeah. it, and it's the same. I mean, cowboys used to do that sort. Of, like that's where, like, They're I guess, kind of any outlaw group. If you think about it, like pirates had their tales of mysticism and magic, yep. right? Cowboys had theirs as well. Knights, Native the round Americans, table. yeah, they all had these like. They're a very um, superstitious group of folk outlaws. That's <laughs> um, when they make those real bounty hunters. It makes sense because you they don't have any kind of structure to their lives so they're kind of relying on chance to keep them going yeah there's no law and order it's um, just like, dun, dun. I do love that every time Faye <laughs> these are the stories I do love every time that Faye enters a room and someone has some food she takes the food yep oh yeah and it's just kind of like god damn it it's like Faye um, and <sighs> I'm like that she got food poisoning <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um, what else? There's, there's so, so many good moments. Like oh, everything looks kid. great. Everything just looks oh, great. Oh, the immortal kid. <gasps> the little that I I love that, that episode. Great. And also the and his death is like re- creepy. Yeah, hardcore. Fuck. Yeah. Soupy. 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 Super quick. It's all of a sudden. Crypt keepery. Um, but I just I love all any shots of like, um, the city or like water or like the sunset like. I, I say like this, like I wish filmmaking has, would, could get to a point where like they would start looking like how this show looks like because everything looks fantastic, beautiful. Like when Spike is brushing his teeth on the bebop and that he's overlooking the ocean, like just that kind of shots like are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's, great show. If you haven't seen it, go watch it literally right now. Yeah, hopefully we haven't spoiled too much for you if you haven't yeah. seen it. Um, I feel complete. I feel complete. You probably did. I Three, feel... two, one. Did you even I was just... like, yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm telling you this right now. I've been waiting for a fucking anime episode and we finally got it. I'm like, I, I'm good. You and I me think both, I'm done. brother. Thank you, everyone. This is my last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so he was in it for the long Tom time. Tom is actually complete. Yes. How do yeah. I do an anime episode on a podcast in 10 months or less? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it's good. I feel, uh, yeah. I feel like I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> what? Uh, you waited what? so long. I, I feel did. like there were so many openings. Yeah, I know. There were. Uh, and he couldn't it's take them because they were obvious. It's all about anticipation. Yeah. They were yeah. obvious. So it's he all about that it. anticip. Stupid. Um, but speaking of anticipation, where can people anticipate to see some of our stuff, Josh? Patient. Jesus. <laughs> uh, cue the Tom sign. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> you all can go to nerdon.tv. Your Everything's there. All things nerdon. Everything. Yeah. Literally everything. There's if you enjoy links. this episode, leave us a review. Rate us. Yeah, like, we love, slide. love reading those oh, reviews on the iTunes. We, we love reading all that stuff, getting your feedback. Mm-hmm. 
Chat uh, with us on the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks. Yeah. Slip uh, and slide and them DMs. Yeah, uh. or you can do that or don't. You can just talk to us. How like about you also take a picture or post it somewhere and hashtag us and tag us and let us know your favorite parts and moments. Let yeah. us know your favorite parts, favorite episodes. Who's your favorite character? Love to hear it. What or do you think of Phase Out? How it's too intense yeah. for your life and you can't enjoy it fully. How fucking cool is Spike Spiegel? <laughs> let us know. <laughs> On a scale of one to dope as shit. I'm going to go with just dope as. Okay. Shitey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for <laughs> listening uh, to our ramblings. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. As always, Nerd On! Ending Broadcast.